0: we <laughs> Welcome to Episode Party, a podcast about podcasts. I'm Freddie Harrison. I'm Jack Tudor. And this week we are joined by my friend Jess Ellison. Hey, Jess. Hello. This is an interesting episode because in the past two episodes that we've done, we've had guests come to us uh, with a podcast suggestion. Um, But when I was first telling Jess about Episode Party, she kind of revealed to me that she's just not really got on with podcasts too well in the past. I think you said to me, Jess, that you you started listening to Serial, but then just ended up reading the transcription instead.
1: Yes. Is that right? Yeah, I I really couldn't get on with it at all. (sighs)
0: So... I was a little bit disheartened, but wasn't, wasn't completely out of, out of the game. Um, the fight was still in me, and I suggested to Jack that we dedicate this episode to trying to find podcasts that Jess likes and trying to get her into podcasts. Um, so Jack suggested two podcasts this week, because um, he's good at these things, and I suggested one um which actually by the sounds of it you both have listened to more of my suggestion than I have yeah. <laughs> um which is it's terrible, terrible but, but we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that um but jack let's let's talk about the the
2: first podcast you suggested all right cool so actually th- to preface it as well preface 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 it preface. um i think it's worth mentioning just Your uh, experience with podcasts so far, I mean, you essentially gave me and Freddie a a rundown of what you tried and not liked. And uh, I mean, essentially, we deduced why you may not have liked them. Okay. Or I think you gave us a few hints as well. So, um, I mean, what we arrived at, I think, Freddie, was something that was reasonably brief, not too long. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't remember what the other characteristics were. So these may be completely Mm. off the mark. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, 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 that does
1: sound about right. It was, um, mostly the things that I didn't really like about podcasts were first of all, the length I have zero attention span so i need something that piques my interest and like kind of makes me want to listen to it um and also the subjects that i'd kind of been listening to before just weren't my thing you know I was trying to listen to somebody like adam Buxton who i normally really like but in a podcast scenario just did not get on with i found it really boring really monotonous um and then there's little bits and bobs as well where it's either fiction and it's too kind of fictional and it's too out there or it's too factual and it's really boring and I don't get along with it. So a nice little middle ground uh, is kind of where I was at and where I was aiming for.
2: Okay, so um, teaser, I've got a feeling too fictional and too out there is going to not bode well for <laughs> my second choice, <laughs> but we'll get to it. We'll, we'll see it. how it goes. Yeah, so podcast number one, I've gone for a Song Exploder, which uh at the least i feel feel fulfills the uh the brevity remit because they're usually under 20 minutes long and basically it's a podcast presented by a chap called harishikesh Herway, who talks to musicians and composers about a song uh, that they've written and recorded um, and they dissect it completely um they isolate particular instruments uh, they play demo takes of the tracks and of individual parts. Um, you hear sounds that are otherwise inaudibly concealed within the track, which is, uh, I mean, if it's a song that you like already, is just mental to me. You end up hearing things that, you know, you might have heard a song 20 times over and never heard before. Uh, and it's just an awesome insight into the creative process. And um I mean, I listened to the one on Solange the other day and there's um, she talks about how her vision for one of her songs completely changed after she wasn't able to get hold of the... um, Basically, she built all her ideas over a backing track um, that was designed for her by a musician who then wasn't able to get the original files for it. So she was stuck with this thing that just loops the same thing for five minutes. And she was like, screw it, I'll build it on this. And you just get this... Little things that make you understand why the song sounds the way it does and and make you reevaluate it, which I really like it's i mean it's lovely the one I chose um as a preview was one of Weezer, which is um we can talk about it in a bit but I think a lot of people consider it quite scandalous. The Weezer fans feel yeah. quite cheated. <laughs> so we can get into that. But um, I'll stop talking for now so I can get some feedback from you guys on your thoughts on this, this little podcast. Jess, do you want to go first
0: and tell us what you thought? Because I think Jack already knows that I I like Song Exploder. Yeah. Um, So that's not much of an opinion. And I feel (laughs) like you'll have a better one.
1: Um, Okay. I loved it. If I'm being honest, yes. um, I mm-hmm. this was a definite tick. Um, I Okay, I didn't listen. This is a kind of hands up. Um, I didn't listen to the Weezer one just because I'm not that massive a fan of Weezer. So I didn't think, I'd kind of thought, you know, give myself a fair game, give myself a fair shot, try and listen to something that I was already going to like, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. So. Totally, yeah. Um, I listened to the Bonobo one, because I love Bonobo, I've been listening to him for a few years, um, and he's just released an album which has kind of been with me for, for months, and, or however long it's been out for, um, and it's really, really good, and uh, he was basically dissecting this song on this album, which, again, like you were saying in your introduction, um, he's just, he dissected and uh, he dissected every single little part of it. And it made me listen to it in a completely new way. Like he was saying that um, part of it was he took some recording equipment onto the subway with him and he recorded just his normal kind of commute, just everyday, um, everyday train. And that kind of created like a ch 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 sound which is in the background and you completely miss it if you don't know it's there but that took him like a kind of day of recording and he put loads of reverb on it it slowed it down and changed the pitch of it and all that kind of stuff and it became this this element of the track and so he went through all of that and then um he went through also how he came to talk to the vocalist um Rai, who I've I've heard of a little bit, but um I noticed him on this track especially. And they had an interview with Rai as well, saying, you know, how did you come about um getting on the track? How did Bonobo get in touch with you? What did you write about? Why have you chosen these these lyrics? And it was really quite emotional because he was saying that um the lyrics on that particular song were to do with a really long and really messy breakup. And it was actually quite cathartic and it was quite, like, emotionally draining for him to, to sing that song or, like, to sing the vocals on it. Um, and it was just – I was on a coach at the time and I was listening to it. And you know when a, you know when you look out the window and you pretend you're in a, you're in a movie and the sound song soundtrack in your life? <laughs> that is how yes. I felt when I was listening to this. Oh. Like, I felt like I was – it was my kind of monologue. It was my, like – narrative or something like that it was my narration for like looking out this coach window um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just I absolutely loved it I thought it was so interesting and the bit that I loved as well well two things that I love one was the length so you're quite right with the brevity of it like short and sweet uh you know there's no messing around he went straight into it introduced himself and then he was like right this is how I did it I was on a, th- um, a flight from London to San Francisco wherever he was going I had a few spare hours and then I just brought up logic and uh and a went and I created this track on the flight and then he was you know and then that was it and then he just went into it and it was just so it was just so cool to think to like kind of realize or kind of dissect and understand the reasoning behind what he did and why Mm. he did it and all that stuff so that was the first thing that I loved was the brevity of it but I also really liked the fact that um, it wasn't an interview so I know that chap hosts it um, yeah but I also I loved that he wasn't in it um mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. they recorded it as an interview and he's just cut himself out but I think that's why I didn't like a lot of podcasts is because I can't stand the interviewer
2: <laughs> so right.
1: things things like um my dad wrote a porno I can't stand Alice Levine so she ruined it for me whilst the actual premise of it and whilst the actual kind of concept of it I really really liked and some bits I found I did find out loud funny Um, I just couldn't stand Alice Levine and I can't stand her (laughs) her voice. So that ruined it, if that makes sense. And I I can't listen to it. Whereas this, it was just him. It was just the DJ. It was just Bonobo. It was just him talking, no interruptions, no kind of, you know, you know when you watch an interview and you're like, to the interviewer, you're like, just shut up. (laughs) Just let them talk (laughs) Type thing. Like, that's how I felt this was. And, you know, the interviewer did shut up. There's there's no, he introduces it. And then at the end he says, that was Bonobo. And then he lets you listen to it in full and that's the only mention of him um and that's that's what i really liked as well you just you can't it felt really intimate um with mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. with the, the musician so yeah so i i loved that one i think that one was probably i'm gonna say it's a 10 out of 10 you know
2: what? wow jack yes. that's a home run my friend you've done it man i should have started with the other one um <laughs> i mean it was what, what i love as well about um rishikesh is uh he's got a really incredible voice as well he has and if he wanted oh does he yeah he could just you know he could do a lot more talking and i'd be okay with it but jess you're totally right and that's one of the reasons yeah. i like it is um yeah. he i mean it's amazing how quickly they get stuck in he says i'm yeah. rishikesh airway uh maybe a tiny bit little sponsor uh, yeah. Mention and then here's the artist. Here they are, and they're stuck in. And there yeah. are yeah, exactly. so many podcasts that don't even get started within 12 minutes. Song Exploders is over in like 12, 13 oh, minutes. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. so yeah, nice.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. I I really liked it.
0: And when you include the you know the fact that the the, the track is played in full afterwards, like that's that's a whole another four minutes or so. Mm-hmm. So in theory, the, the whole thing could be even shorter if it needed to be like there's no reason mm. for it to be even you know so i've often had times when like i've been like heading out the door and like listening to song exploder and once it gets to the bit where harishikesh announces that the track is now going to be played in full i kind of just switch off because I've, I've heard the track and i love it and i'll listen to it later but like mm. it just makes it ever so convenient um
1: oh but do you not think like after they've kind of dissected it that for me was the best part about the 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 episode that i listened to was yeah, the fact yeah. that they put the track at the end like so you could kind of i listen i listened to it in a whole different light like i've listened to that track multiple times like when i've listened through the album and stuff but uh-huh. you kind of get a bit like album fatigued if that makes sense so yeah, when you yeah, listen to absolutely. an album they kind of, like stuff just kind of blends into one a little bit and so mm. to then have that dissected and then listen to again it's like listening to it for, again for the first time and yeah, yeah, that, that was that was my favorite that was one of my favorite parts of it was getting to listen to it again uh,
0: okay I did think that might be a, a controversial choice of way of listening to that podcast. Um, the only one that that's like backfired for me for so far. And I, you might not have heard it Jess. I don't know, but I know Jack, you might have is there's an episode with Tycho, Um where no, he, haven't it, heard it yet. Oh, so he does a thing where he mentions like the bass part that re- he recorded for it. And Tycho does a lot of electronic music, but also mixes in quite a lot of live instruments. And he recorded the bass part live. And when he does the bass player, he pays an extra note in the bar. And it's like the most annoying thing. Because once he's pointed it out, you can't, like, like right. not miss it in yeah, the track. And it was totally talking. accidental. And he left it in just because. But even he admits it's really annoying. And he was like, now you've now you heard it, you'll hear it every single time. And if yeah. I listen to that Taiko track now, like, clear as day, I can, like, almost, like, point my finger at the point where the extra note plays in the bar, where it's not meant to. And it's like so annoying so yeah Mm. it can backfire but I I totally agree with you Jess like you do listen to like every track slightly differently um I listened to the Grimes episode and I didn't really like Grimes before oh man Um, that's so good but like that that, like that totally turned me around on Grimes I was like oh okay I get this now and I have like a newfound respect for you as a musician musician. because of the way you talked about how you went about doing this track and I and I actually really got into a lot of grimes now, which is which is weird. But um yeah, I'm a big fan. <laughs> She's awesome.
1: That's really cool. I like that. Just quickly to say as well, the other thing that I really liked because I was looking at the um I was looking at the episode list and I like that they've even got things like um the Downton Abbey um yeah. tune and stuff as well like it's not just a kind of solanges of the world or your Grinders of the world or your bonobos mm-hmm. like the even like the bojack horseman theme tune is on there yeah. and stuff like yeah, that yeah. like i really i because you don't often get to hear about theme tunes or their composers or, or why they've chosen that music or track or anything like that so mm-hmm. um that's actually it's on my uh kind of oh this is just as an aside just as a little on, just a little on. thing outside mm. of the uh, outside of the three episodes you chose chosen me i have no idea how to use a podcast app <laughs> like <laughs> none like <laughs> that was my biggest hurdle of the whole entire really like, was it? It was, project that's amazing. yeah like <laughs> i have no like do i download them to the cloud do i what why am i playing it but then there's a little cloud appearing do i need to download it but i can still hear it it's and oh and then things were downloading when I didn't want them to and yeah
2: to be to be that, fair there are things my podcasting app does I've been using it for a while that I don't understand and I'm listening to a, a random episode of something that I didn't select and I'm like yeah. what on earth is going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so that that was just an aside that was my biggest my biggest hurdle of this whole challenge um so yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to my list and that's gonna be like a weekly kind of an episode a week for me I think so well done I, I applaud you on your choice for that one
2: well done Jack. thank you cheers mate yeah the, the the uh Freddie you mentioned about um that Tycho one and how yeah. it's kind of it's it's now a niggle on the track I mean that mm. Weezer one is now oh, unlistenable yeah. because they've got a reputation for I think being a three chord bedroom punk band and yeah. Rivers in particular I think people think he basically flatlined in his maturity at age 15 and just still writes these very raw sincere and um very reduced songs you know in his bedroom at the in the wee hours and um Mm -hmm. In fact, he's using Microsoft Excel to write these songs. He's got spreadsheets. He keeps his yeah. lyrics in a lyrics. spreadsheet. <laughs> I, oh, I saw on your word. notes for
1: that episode actually that um, there was some talk of a spreadsheet, and that that did intrigue me. So I might I might go back and, and listen to, to yeah. That I mean, yeah.
0: You're, if you're not a fan of Weezer anyway, it won't ruin it too much for you. But, but if you're okay. a fan of Weezer, they're like, I, I don't want to give it away. I don't think we should, Jack. But like, I think if you're a fan of Weezer and you really relate to the lyrics. Be Prepared to feel <laughs> disappointed, right, I see. I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, we'll leave it at that, but I, yeah, I, I definitely think that's the case. Um, slight aside because we seem to be doing sides, which is cool. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned like Weezer's kind of songwriting style, Jack, but have you heard the new Weezer song? It's like pop as anything, like it's so pop. No, I haven't yet, but like not in like a three chord punk pop way, as in like someone's really produced it, like there are strings and st- like synths and all manner of stuff going on it's like really pop it's like almost like a it's like almost like a hip-hop track it's like quite quite out there
2: he must have maybe hit a limit on his current spreadsheet and had to start a new one and (laughs) thought it's a good time to revamp the style (laughs) <laughs> I mean, there is. Sheet there must too. be a row. Yeah,
0: there must be a row limit somewhere on a spreadsheet, <laughs> right? um Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. Song exploder I'm glad it got the thumbs up. I'm glad you liked it. Yes, yeah. I'd have liked. I'd have Definite liked you less up. if you didn't like yeah. it. So I think we've we've, we've, we've Jack, you've done oh, it.
1: good on all counts. Good on all counts. Yeah, really yeah. enjoyed that. Thanks, guys.
0: Jack, you also suggested this second one. So do you want to introduce it, and when well, then we'll chat about it
2: yep it's called the mysterious secrets of uncle bertie's botanarium and um there was a frantic minute prior to us recording where i had to go and look that up to recall it (laughs) because not all of those words stay in my head simultaneously um it's a comedy (laughs) what i'm going to call a comedy adventure podcast written and directed by a chap called duncan sarkis who i've not heard of before i'm not familiar with but um Clearly, someone with quite a silly sense of humor. Um, yeah. <laughs> this stars Jermaine Clement of Flight of the Concords fame, um, who plays yeah. a chap called Lord Joseph Banks, um, who actually uh, is based on a real life naturalist and botanist of the same name. Ah, yeah. I didn't, know that. I didn't either until about uh, 10 minutes ago when I looked at it up <laughs> and I was like, right. whoa. <laughs> um and it does he say was the actually very beginning it does say that it's like
0: based on a true story oh wow but so, i don't know like to what extent it's based on a true story because after that i wasn't so sure but it does i mean maybe that's the only bit that's true
2: well oh wow so okay i've got a theory now <laughs> so basically um so so the real Cap- um uh, lord joseph banks was um on captain cook's first voyage, first main voyage to what? Brazil, oh. Tahiti and New Zealand. Yeah, which, and interestingly, he goes to New Zealand. Um, I wonder whether that's a sort of giving them the license to uh, get in someone who may have a certain Kiwi inflection to uh, the character <laughs> accent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Goes hand in hand, really, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It's
2: almost too perfect to be true. But um, So <laughs> this guy sets sail from what's called the Gravy Isles to find a sacred plant called Heaven's Clover. And that's, (laughs) uh, which, you know, I'm not sure how many of those words make sense. But what I'm thinking is maybe this is like a fantasy universe overlaid upon what is essentially a true story. So maybe the Gravy is is, is the British Isles. Maybe Heaven's Clover is actually another type of plant. Um, What I don't think is probably based on a true story is the allusions to... um, people being sexually attracted to plants, which what? seems to crop up a lot um, <laughs> right. in this this series. Uh, and this fact that pleasure should be outlawed seems to be a recurrent theme. Um, so what I love about this podcast is, I mean, the sound design is ridiculous. Um, it's yeah. so meticulously done. Um, when characters are in prisons, you get the echo of prison walls, you get the clanging of chains and shackles, background characters say the most ridiculous things that if you're not wearing headphones will just, uh, you know, they'll sound like mumbles. So you've really got to listen <laughs> in. Um, yeah. A lot of the stuff was recorded um, on location to an extent in that if they're in a carriage, they were in a van with the engine turned off, rolling uh, downhill. Uh, oh, um,
1: cool. I didn't know oh,
2: that. Yeah. So, I mean, they really went to some extent, which I, I think lends itself to, to the podcast just sounding so very exciting to me i mean i i'm only three episodes in i started the third episode today and i don't like flight of the so i was um a bit cautious when i went into it the fact that jermaine clement mm-hmm. is in the lead but uh i think he's wonderful so yeah. i'm really enjoying this one really enjoying it so i'd love to know what what you guys think Fr- freddie uh if you want to go first this time tell me what you think okay. of well, I have secrets. I have a slight
0: confession, which is that if you're three episodes episodes in, I'm about uh, zero point eight episodes in. Um, because again, <laughs> there's the basic there's a running theme of episode party, which is that I always like leave one par- podcast to listen to until like you know like half an hour before we record, and this was one of Gen- generally mine. How- yep. Yeah. Yeah. However, well, uh, two were yours this week. I couldn't. I feel bad. I feel bad. I'm going to do better next time. I, but I did. I did really um, enjoy the sound design. Like it's it's so good. I did have my headphones on, which was which was lucky because I kind of forgotten that that was the instruction. But I had them on anyway. Um, And you do hear all, all sorts of things, and it's it's rare to listen to a podcast, even a fictional podcast, even even one that's story driven, that's so like layered and densely layered in terms of sound and Foley and all the rest of it and I really really enjoyed that and actually kind of I'm not a massive fiction fan I, I couldn't really get into Welcome to Night Vale but we'll, we'll go on to that in a, another episode I'm sure this really really helped me because I, I you know if, if, if it's just a story being told without you know with very little sound design or maybe like a music bed I, I kind of found it even harder to get into but the the fact that there was so much going on in this kind of made me think that actually I might just stick with it which is which is surprising um I found it a little bit wacky, um, maybe too wacky. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you but that. I, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm like intrigued to see how I get on with the rest of it. Like I want to finish the episode especially, and then I want to see how like the narrative carries me in there and and see where I get with that. I just kind of noticed um, before we started recording, I went on the website for it, and I noticed it's like a co-production with Stitcher, who are a podcast app, and I noticed that the second series this is a paid series um which i oh, found really interesting oh, yeah i know that's disappointing i know so um yeah it says here that the second season is coming out on stitcher premium so that's kind of interesting because i guess that's the start of people trying to uh monetize podcasts which is a whole other conversation for a whole other time um but you know, obviously the first season of this you can get for free and you can get it anywhere, um, which is the whole point of podcasts mainly. Um, but they're obviously trying to find a way to monetize it, which I, I do understand because I don't think you could stick a sponsor out in the middle of this. Like, I don't think that you could get halfway through this and then have Jermaine Clement's character suddenly go, um, <laughs> and now I'm going to go and have yeah. a lie down on my Casper mattress, which gets delivered <laughs> to you in a box that opens up automatically and you get 100 nights for free. Um, I don't think that would work. So I guess there's there's a reason for it, but it it does somewhat disappoint me because I'm I'm personally not a Stitcher user and I think you have to use Stitcher to pay and use that like second and listen to that second series. So um but that said, if I if I stick with it and it's and it's so good. Then maybe maybe I will. We'll we'll see. But yeah, that I think I think that in itself is very interesting. But yeah, I I'd agree with you, Jack. Like the, the sound design on it is is like second to none. I don't think I've heard a better podcast in terms of sound design. Um and I'm really intrigued to see if the narrative holds me in the same way. And I definitely think that's the thing that's only gonna happen over a few episodes. Mm-hmm.
1: Freddie, can I just ask whereabouts you are in the episode? Because it'll be interesting to know where you stopped.
0: I I kind of stopped where I felt myself kind of Slipping away. I would. I would say, hang on, hang on. <laughs> slipping <with me>. away. Well, <laughs> like I was kind of like I was kind of like acutely aware that I actually had to kind of. <laughs> I was kind of acutely aware that I had to get on with this. Oh, I've got like five minutes remaining, so I'm like five minutes before the end. So I've probably okay. like stopped at a point that's quite of crucial in terms of getting me to listen to the second one. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's more so what I was trying to get at is, have you stopped in the middle of a bit that's really good? <laughs> um.
0: What. What would. What would be your. Um... <laughs> <laughs> your conclusion on that have i stopped at a bit where it's about to get really good
1: oh i don't know i can't remember the episode that well but <laughs> but give give it a go and then see what's like give the rest of it a go yeah, and see what it's like
0: i will do jess what, what did you think of it
1: <laughs> again <laughs> loved it mm, yes. <laughs> absolutely loved it um I know I said in my introduction that you know a lot of the podcasts that I've kind of listened to have been a bit, a bit wacky and a bit out there but this was just so stupid that I loved every single second of it like yep. I this was the first one that I tried to listen to so um I did uh Uncle, I did this one Uncle Bertie then I did Song Exploded then I did our third one Yeah, so it kind of took me like a few minutes to kind of get into the whole podcast thing because I had my preconceptions of podcasts from trying it in the past um, and I still couldn't kind of get out that mindset that, you know, I was just going to hate it and what's the point of me trying and I'm not going to like it. So the first kind of five minutes I didn't really... Get And I didn't really understand it. But as soon as I kind of relaxed a little bit and I made myself concentrate on it, because that was another thing as well as I kept finding my mind just wander off it. And this is a, a particular podcast where you have to listen to it. You can't just slip away as Freddie says (laughs) Um, you have to (laughs) you have to kind of give your give your full attention to it because it is quite busy as you say with the sound design stuff because it is so busy and because there are little bits in there that do help the story go on you do have to concentrate a lot so I kept having I find myself kept having to like rewind 30 seconds and listen again and do that stuff but but once I got over that I fell in love with it I absolutely loved it I just thought Again, like you said, Jack, I wasn't a fan of Fight the Concourse at all. I couldn't get into it. I didn't really like Domaine Clement that much. So, I, again, I was a bit hesitant. But once you're kind of in Uncle Bertie's world, or at least Lord Banks's world, you're in it. Like, um, mm. it was really weird because, again, I was on this coach listening to these. And uh, you listen. Obviously, I had my big headphones on, as per instructions. And <laughs> you... If you start thinking that the mouths that you're seeing move are like Lord Banks <laughs> or like his his kind of sidekick or like people in the town. And like we were driving through it was from um, central London to Gatwick, so we were driving through the kind of like uh, South London and stuff like that. And you would just see all these random people on the streets and it, they their mouths would move so perfectly to what was saying. I was a bit like, Am I in Uncle Bertie's world? Like is this <laughs> is this what have they made me listen to? Um but yeah I, I, I loved it. I just thought it was stupidly wacky. It kind of like made me forget my troubles <laughs> for a little bit like <laughs> just because of how stupid it was like it was funny yeah. um I wrote down some one-liners which um oh it was when uh Lord Banks was going to sleep or something I can't remember I can't what was his little assistant's name I can't remember Solander solander that's it and um he made me um fluff he made he made him fluff the pillows and he was like oh can you unfluff it a little bit oh yeah <laughs> <And> then, so, <laughs> i unfluff, didn't enjoy that like and then um he made Solander do, do something else and he was like oh i just assumed you did it wrong <laughs> and i just oh <laughs> i just thought it was so silly and so yeah and then um did you touch a flower you bloody pervert loved that yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like and jack like you're saying like it's it's a bit difficult to kind of understand it because touching plants for pleasure and it being kind of a bit of an odd and dirty habit is odd. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> yeah, you kind yeah. of, it kind of takes a while for your mind to get around that. So when he's like reeling off all the Latin names and getting a bit breathless, I did start to get a bit creeped out. Um, <laughs> yeah but uh especially because again it felt so intimate I don't know whether it was because I had my big headphones on or where or because of the sound quality but when he started getting really into touching these plants and saying all the latin names and stuff I got I felt dirty like I felt like I was like doing something odd and weird and I I ended up having to like turn the volume down a little bit because it just got a bit a bit intense a bit like like I say a bit (laughs) intimate um but yeah I I loved it I was going to listen to the second episode but when we talk about the third podcast that we've listened to Mm -hmm. this week um i'll I'll explain why
2: yeah absolutely um what the great thing for me is is um honestly the only uh podcast i can think that compares to this in terms of foley and um, immersion is the archers i love the archers to pieces (laughs) talk about the archers yeah (laughs) yeah and now i've got a um a podcast that deals with agriculture from a business perspective and one from pleasure as well. So I'm well balanced <laughs> in my plant life podcast. It's good, nice equilibrium going on. Oh, but me um, I mean, the Arches is so, I mean, uh, honestly, I won't hear a word said against it. Just the, the <laughs> level of depth they go to, you know, at the end credits, they say they've got an agricultural advisor, and you believe it. I mean the uh, you know <laughs> s- s- some of those big big words are uh, are, are incredible, but yeah no so uh, it, the, yeah the sound design on this I think as you said Freddie yeah. is just second to none. It's um, incredible. And yes, Jess, I had the same as you. When um, I walk around listening to this, it's like the real world is overlain with, uh yeah. with Uncle Bertie's world. And, and definitely the first five minutes, I think there's a uh, brain calibration period that needs to take place before your mind is fully accepting of some of the things that these characters come out with. But once you're kind of yeah, clicked in...
1: That, I think that's that's a good way of putting it, your brain calibration. You kind of have to detuned from like the mundane everyday world um and especially from being in london where everything's a little bit gray um and everyone's busy and everyone's a bit miserable um going from that to getting getting off on plants it was uh, a <laughs> definite <laughs> definite tuning needed like <laughs> yeah it's good though yeah. it's good to let loose for a little bit <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i better talk about the last one really um so the podcast i recommended was it was a bit of a cheat really sort of a cheat because when i recommended it i'd only listen to the trailer because this podcast is like hot and fresh out the kitchen um it's it's super new super super new it's by the people who are behind cereal and this american life and again it was a sort of cheat because i know that jess was a fan of cereal um mm-hmm. except yeah. apart from the fact that you were listening like reading transcripts and not listening to the actual <laughs> yeah. episodes. So the I was like, I So I kind of I, I kind of like, you know, went serial, serial, uh-huh, uhhuh. Um so this is this is made by by the makers of serial and, and this American life. Um and it's called S Town, which you, you find out very quickly sounds for shit town, which is quite funny. But it's 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 super fascinating. Um so I guess it's Told from the perspective of um, the host, this guy called Brian Reed, who is a producer on This American Life. So you kind of already know it's got pedigree because This American Life is very um, renowned for great storytelling podcasts. And it's uh, co-produced, or the executive producer apparently, is uh, Julie Snyder, who is um, the kind of the, the co-creator of Serial, which is huge. It's, the, it's one of the biggest podcasts. In fact, I went on my podcast app today and it's still like Serial still sitting at the top of the charts, which is which is crazy because they haven't done a, a season in a while. So you kind of know from that alone that it's going to be good. Um, but I didn't realize quite how good it was going to be. So as I say, it was, it was told by um, it's told from the perspective of Brian Reed, who is the reporter. Um, and he gets an email from this guy called John, um, and the the subject line of the email is John B. Mclemore lives in Shit Town, Alabama. Um, and John kind of goes off on one about how much he hates this little town in Alabama where he lives. Um, and he and he asks Brian the the host to to investigate this guy who uh, is bragging about getting away with murder. He, he apparently murdered someone and he's been telling everyone about it. Um, so he asks Brian to investigate now. It's probably worth noting at this point that this is just like a 100% true factual podcast. It's not, it's not anything like Uncle Bertie, which we've just discussed. Um, so already <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Uh, so Brian goes to, goes to Alabama and, and meets John, um, who turns out to be quite a character. And the, the story kind of unfolds from there. But I think, again, it's just brilliantly immersive. It's, it's very well produced. It's obviously not produced in the same way that a fictional podcast is, but it's, it's, it's incredibly well produced. Um, and, like, right from the very beginning... Like, you're, like, really invested or at least extremely interested in everyone that's involved in this story. Like, everyone who's mentioned is described in, like, such a way that y- y- you don't... You may not know whether you like them or not, but you're certainly interested to know a bit more about them. Now, this is the point where I confess that y- you guys are definitely further ahead than me. Um, I am about three quarters of the way through the second, uh, oh my second God. episode. Oh, I my know, God. I know. I know,
2: Freddie. Oh, oh right. okay Jess I, I was just gonna say actually it's uh, my <laughs> thought was that we try and talk around this without spoiling it yeah okay it, I was if gonna possible. say yeah
1: no that's fine have, have you finished it
2: <laughs> yes yes yeah, I, okay I I've finished
1: have it I finished it today so yeah okay uh we won't we won't say anything
0: okay yeah that's that's more for the sake of everyone who's listening
2: rather than me but
1: maybe no. for me as well
2: <laughs> oh my word Jack ch- tell us what you thought So, yeah, I I just thought this was one of the most amazing podcast experiences I've ever had. Um, And I think what's really interesting is that it was a serial um, production. And I feel like I never actually went all the way through serial series two. It lost me very early on, which I was really surprised about. Yeah. Um, And I feel like this was the series that serial wanted really and part mm. of me thinks that this whole calling it s town i think uh, it's it, it is shit town but i think the s also stands for serial i think they've there's an allusion uh, to that yeah okay I, I i also think it stands for small town because yes. there's mm-hmm. so much conjecture and stuff flying back and forth i mean what essentially sure. drives this story is personal account um uh-huh. And what's so beautifully done, I think, in um, arranging this podcast is balancing out these um, conjectures so that they are in dialogue with each other. He goes and must have done so many interviews, mm. but the way that they're arranged and split into episodes and, you know, arranged by topic, but made to flow into each other, to to um, cancel each other out, to question each other, I think is just incredible. Um, I think... This John fella is, I mean, such a catch. I think the podcast is about 50% effort on part of the radio producers and 50% good fortune that they found someone who is so mm-hmm. verbose mm-hmm. and bizarre and um, uh, has such incredible depth and um, ambiguity about him in yeah. every possible way. I just, It was just such a thrill ride. I think the second half takes a, an interesting turn. I think the mm-hmm. what what's interesting, I think, about this one compared to serial is um is that there's uh, I don't wanna spoil it, but basically there's it takes some swerves where the center of the story shifts and suddenly oh, you're listening definitely. to it for a different reason than you than you thought when you went in. Um right. One thing I will say, um, Vox did a, a really interesting article about this uh, mm. series, which... Uh,
1: okay, that's good.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, it does contain spoilers quite the way down, um, but I would recommend people check that out because I think it raises some questions over the the ethics. And there were certain points where I did feel a bit um, unsure about the way that the podcast was handling its material. Um and I think that it's right to feel a bit uncertain and uncomfortable about that. I don't think as well that the people making it weren't aware of those concerns. I think they are raised, but I, I, I did feel some hesitation. But at the same time, like I was just so drawn in. This was, this was really, really, really quite something.
1: I completely agree. Every single thing you just said there, I completely, completely agree. Um, I'm just... I finished it today. Finished it this afternoon, and I kind of just had to sit down (laughs) for a little bit. (laughs) Like I just kind of had to, because I have listened to this, and this is this is the reason why I've not listened to another episode of Song Exploder or Uncle Bertie, is because this has kind of just taken over my life a little bit. Um, (laughs) I start listening to it. When did I get? I I was on the coach on Saturday. Today is Thursday i have listened i've not even listened to any music i've not listened to anything except this for the past kind of four days um Mm -hmm. it's been like my journey to work my journey home from work on my lunches like every single chance i can get listened to it i can and because it is oh it's so difficult to talk about it without spoiling it um (laughs) because it is so i want to say intense and um there are so many pathways to it there are so many elements to it which you do not realize coming into it like you think as and as you said before like you think you're in it for one thing and then you quite suddenly realize that you're not and you're not there for that does that um, am i is that too cryptic
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no what, i is agree is there is, like, I yeah. mean, I kind of, I, I might have a small hint as to what you mean, because there is about 20 minutes into the episode two, it's just before they go to, a, like, an ad break, actually, he has this real throwaway line where he says, well, I find out this thing, but then this thing happens, mm. if that makes any sense. Okay. And, and, and I was just, like, it kind of stopped me in my tracks, I was, like, getting ready this morning. And, but one, because I was like, whoa, okay, that's a twist, because I wasn't expecting that at all. I was expecting this to be quite clear cut, but it's not at all. And then this other thing is going to happen later on that I'm now gonna have to deal with. Um But also the fact that he said it like a real throwaway line and then it was like an ad for I can't even I think it was for um those those cooking boxes you get through the post. Um <laughs> And it was just yeah. like that kind of moment. It's like the whole thing about Uncle Bertie and like having an ad about Casper mattresses halfway through that, it was like the ad just kind of cut in after this like, big bombshell just got dropped, but it was so throwaway that I almost missed it.
1: Mm-hmm. I liked the adverts and uh, yeah. I know that's quite controversial, but because, again, because it is so intense and because there are so many things to think about in this in this podcast yeah um i liked the break <laughs> okay. i liked the break to kind of especially because it nine times out of ten they were on a cliffhanger or they were after a little twist or something like that mm-hmm. so it kind of gave you time to tune out a little bit and just mull over what happened
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and i think the fact that it's real it's very recently real as well as only happened within the last few years i i that astounds me that absolutely astounds me, and for me, what I'm really interested in is you know we we found this amazing eccentric character who is so, is a, someone unlike ever anyone that I've ever met in my lifetime? Any anyway, um, how many others are there? How many other Johns are there? You know, how many? Yeah. Are, just just because he's as you quite rightly said, you know, he he came across Brian Reed came across him by chance. It was only through John constantly emailing him and pushing him to go um, kind of explore this this thing that he wanted to explore and needed help with that he picked up on it because he said that um, John was emailing him for like a year or something before he actually did anything about it and imagine if his story never got told imagine if you know Brian never answered that email Brian never picked up the phone call Brian never traveled to Alabama or anything like that and to me that makes me think how many other Johns are there you know how it makes me want to go do some investigative work it makes me want to go find a John and just go chat to him and find out his life story and that I I just I don't know I would loved that I loved finding out about the life if that makes sense totally f- I th- yeah I, th-
2: I think w- really you've hit the nail on the head in terms of um he was just a lucky catch and I think. Yeah. serial started that way serial started with an email that resulted in an investigation yeah. and then unraveled yeah. to the extent where it became a series and yeah. i think the reason this works is just because there's that organic billowing outward um where even the host in those early episodes isn't cognizant of where things are going to end up mm. and yeah. That's, I think, I think that was a problem with serial season two is maybe they were aware of too much before they went in and you can't fabricate that unknowing.
1: Yeah. I think as well with this, like it had that essence. I've I've never I haven't listened to the second episode of serial, so um the second season, sorry, but I did listen to quite a bit of the first one.
2: Mm. And
1: I think when it when you first start listening to it, you are both in it together and you both yeah. don't know how the hell this is gonna turn out. Mm-hmm. And you you both kinda of go on that journey together. Whereas I think with the second one, they know how the first journey's gone. So they can learn from it. Whereas with mm. the first series, they kind of are making mistakes along the way and and I think that might have been the problem with the second series is that it might have been overproduced and it's lost its kind of authenticity a little bit.
2: Mm. Totally. And
1: like, it's the reason why it started. Whereas with this, I think it goes back to that authentic self again. It goes back to the whole like, I've no idea what I'm doing. I've no idea where this is going to go. I've no idea if he's even telling the truth, if he's just a madman and in Southern America or or whether there's really something here. And that taps back into that that whole ethos of serial of the first series is to this is what we're doing let's let's find out what happens (laughs) Yeah, yeah and i think that's why it works
0: um interestingly i'll just throw this in as a little like a bit of an aside um I don't think you'll have heard this podcast, Jess, but um, it's worth checking out if you've got a chance. There was a podcast um, that only ran, I think, for one season, maybe a few, only a few episodes, um, called Mystery Show, um, mm. which was um, produced by and presented by a woman called Starly Kind. Um, and and the Mystery Show's a, a good podcast, um, a really interesting podcast, and she goes around and solves these kind of mini-mysteries. And I'd say they're a little bit more um, novel, a little bit more light-hearted, perhaps, than than anything of like s-town's kind of weight um or even serials kind of weight but interestingly starly is a um a story consultant on s-town which yeah. i just oh. read on the on the credits which is really interesting because i think you, you you're both right there's there's a lot of an element of luck in here, in that um they just happen to find a john but this did happen a little while ago and i think the nice thing is they they realised that they had this amazing story on their hands and with the experience they had from Serial, they had time to kind of do the edit on it in a way that has obviously told it so well. Um mm. And I, I think, I think that's brilliant. I think it's, I think it's really good. And I think they, in, in much in the way that the second season of Serial probably, um, you, you're probably right, Jess. You know, they, 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 they kind of like didn't benefit from the fact that they had experience. I think yeah. they then learned from the second season of Serial, which I, I don't know the numbers, but I suggest it probably didn't do as well as the first season. I think they probably learned from that and went okay what magic did we lose with the second season and how can we put this magic back into S town and, and already i you know don't don't confuse the fact that i've only listened to 1.6 episodes as as me not caring i, I think it's amazing and I, I i can't wait to listen to the rest of it i really can't um and i think they've just they've just nailed it in terms of making you want to listen to it and and giving you that sense of mystery and the sense that you are really on that journey with them and that they don't know as much as you know and all the rest of it and i think that's hmm. i think that's brilliant
2: I think, um,
1: definitely, yeah.
2: As well, uh, because what I was really worried about with this, and I think Mm. they know it as well, and I think they were playing on this quite intentionally, is that you do think that they're trying to make a mountain out of a molehill and are going to be. Right. stretching something out across seven episodes that, yeah. do you know what? Maybe their first conversation when they arrived, they found out the truth, but they're going to pretend they didn't and go, hmm, let's go talk to, I don't know, instead of the person I should be talking to, this guy who works in a tattoo shop who might have heard something. And you're like, mm, yeah. this doesn't feel realistic. <laughs> right. But yeah. I think as soon as um, the podcast takes quite a pronounced swerve, Um, you definitely feel that everyone who is being spoken to is a crucial part of comprehending what's happening. And that's great as well. Because I've heard episodes on This American Life where, you know, you don't always feel like people have a genuine uh, connection to, to the subject matter, or or, or perhaps I don't yeah. know, it just doesn't feel quite as authentic. But here, um, you wanted to hear what these people had to say. They felt like they oh, were, completely. you know, yeah. yeah, that like they had a, a a really illuminating avenue into into what was happening. God, it's so difficult to talk about this.
1: I know. <laughs> the way the way I felt about it was that I was in a film noir
0: <laughs> yeah. but
1: in deep south <laughs> so yes. everybody had um southern accents but i felt like brian reed was wearing a trench coat and had a fedora on or something like that <laughs> um and all of these characters that he talked to were just that they were characters like of some sort of video game or right. i felt like you know how in some video games where you have like three options of saying something to a character and if you choose the wrong sure. one, you've like, you can't get the next item for your quest or something like that. Yeah. I <laughs> I felt like he was like that where yeah. he had to be so quick on his feet and s- also so conscious of kind of, cause he's from New York or I don't know if he's from New York, but he definitely lives there and he like, he resides there with his wife and stuff. And obviously the cultural differences between the two are stark mm. and Obviously, he has to take that into account when he's talking. He has to take into account that this radio reporter has just come to this small town um, where everybody knows everybody. Like you know, you can't fart without people knowing about it. And then all of a sudden, there's this reporter coming in with a microphone, and words going to spread. Mm. And so he has to be very, very careful of that. And he has to be very careful as to how he presents himself, the story that he's doing, um, the people that he's talking to. You know, and that to me made it because he was clever enough to kind of not get himself into too much trouble um but it's you it also makes you wonder like could I have done this you know could I have been as clever or could I have made my made my way into such a small knit community the way that he did and that it makes you think it definitely makes you think
2: (laughs) well I didn't wonder for long I think they would have thought I was I was a buffoon and um (laughs) It would have been about a five-minute episode of me getting chased out of oh, shit town Alabama.
0: <laughs> I, I personally found that whole, um, that whole, like, the asides that he did really really great i mean and it goes back to like what we were saying about song exploder earlier and Jess, how you were saying that one of the things you really liked about song exploder was that the presenter got out of the way and that was it but obviously yes, with this yeah. there's like no chance of untangling it because the presenter mm. is as much about the story as the story yeah, is about completely. the story yeah. and like from uh, the perspective i mean like uh, uh jack i don't know how you feel like jack and i both uh did degrees in journalism and I actually really, from a nerdy kind of journalism, academic side of things, really enjoyed those little asides. Like, the one that sticks out for me is because it's literally the last one I listened to was the one where he's talking to the guy who starts, like, really going, like, 10 out of 10 racist. And he starts talking about the fact that his wife, that the Brian's wife, is 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 black and that... Um, she asked him to make all his like Facebook and Instagram profiles private before yeah, he started yeah. doing the reporting. And like from a kind of nerdy perspective, I really enjoyed that because I was like, oh, okay, this is a really interesting. Like, it's not it, you know when you, you hear it, you're like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. But like those bits of it, like the way that he has to approach the story, I, I, like to me, it's like a, a second narrative going along the side, which is yeah. like, well, what, yeah. what is this guy doing?
1: It's like what Jack was saying before about the ethics of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have zilch experience in journalism and I don't know anything about it, but even I was questioning the ethics and I was a Uh bit like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with A, hearing this, but B, the fact that they chose to release it Mm.
2: and the fact that they
1: like, like... Some of it did fall for me on exploitation and yeah. I didn't like that. Um and there were a few a lot of bits that made me very uncomfortable. And again, that's where I questioned the ethics of it and I was a bit like Are they just trying to get the listens? Are they just doing this like for controversy or for the fact that it's a genuinely good story and this is they're just telling it how it is type thing. So that, like you say, as a second narrative is really interesting as well.
2: Yeah, what put me at ease is the there was a moment at the beginning of episode three, and I don't know if you'll um, deduce what I'm talking about here, Jess, but he asks a character a question while he's on the phone, which is basically him saying, I can either step into this or I can not be involved. And uh, the reply is basically... um we wouldn't be reaching out to you if you weren't already involved and there's yeah, almost yeah I
1: see what you mean yeah. yeah yeah
2: and and I feel like at least then there was a certain consciousness of the mess that he was about to step into and he does exhibit varying degrees I think of Uh, uncertainty over how much mess he does want to get into but I mean I'm glad that at least to an extent it it it, it confronts those fears because I think as I say I think they knew going in that there were going to be conversations like this taking place but yeah it's interesting as you say Freddie he's involved to the point where you couldn't Song exploder, this at all? (laughs) He, you know, he has to be there, and that's the—he's the crux. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: well, uh, just just to kind of wrap this up, Jess, do I do I detect that this has also got a thumbs up?
1: this this has got more than a thumbs up this has got like maybe a hand raise a hand Whoa. raise
0: <laughs> maybe like a two hand raise a two if, hand if raise,
1: going wild like yeah. that little
0: emoji i know the yes, one yes exactly wow. okay, yeah cool. instead of
1: just a thumbs up emoji it is a hands in the air waving them like you don't care emoji
0: good um I'm really glad about this, and I'm glad that we found three podcasts that are favourites of yours. Now, I'm, I'm kind of sad that um, that S Tan's already over for you, but I'm I'm glad that you I'm glad that it hooked you for the time that it did.
1: Yeah, and what it also made, sorry, just to, just as a little aside, what it also made me realise, and the reason why I haven't really listened to podcasts before is because I always thought that I didn't have the chance to. So, um, and I was talking to Freddie about this, I was like, I don't have time to listen to it because to me, podcasts were for if you have a long commute or mm. if you um, are on the tube and you've got, you can kind of download it to your phone, um, download it offline and listen to it when you've got no signal sure. or if you have like a long car journey or something like that. Whereas my commute to work, it's a seven minutes walk,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I don't I don't have time to get through two songs, let alone kind of, you know, listen to a big chunky bit of podcast, and listening to S Town and kind of trying to fit it in with life made me realise that I can actually pick up stuff, like, very. I can pick it up in the middle of a sentence, for example, and still know what I'm doing, whether that's the beauty of the podcast, or whether that's because I didn't trust myself, (laughs) I don't know, but um, it made me realise that I could kind of listen to it, like, even, you know, doing the dishes or something like that, where I thought I wouldn't be able to concentrate on it, so that's, it's kind of opened up a whole new Holy new world of podcasts, guys, for me. I think <laughs> what, what, a, what a challenge, what a world to live in. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm glad about that. Brilliant. Well, wow.
2: I'm going to say that's a success, Jack, wouldn't you? That's an incredible success. I, I had no idea it was going to be so successful, but this is <laughs> Neither this did has I. been wonderful. Neither did I. <laughs> and I think just just as a final note, I mean, what was really interesting with this as well is the, the batch release, which I don't think I've seen much of that done before where it's all dumped on you and sure. i think obviously it's running it yeah. in parallel with um binge television and um yeah. you know why can't podcasting also operate on the same model so i thought that was really interesting and i think maybe this could be a front runner for a, a bit of a shift uh, in terms of how podcasts like this are, are released so watch this yeah, space definitely. is what oh, i okay. say it's
1: interesting interesting point yeah
2: yeah i'd agree
0: um well okay on that interesting note about the future of podcasts, we should probably end the episode and look to the future of the next episode. That was a really tenuous link. <laughs> um, keep it. Nice segue. Yeah, well, I tried, I tried. Jess, thanks so much for being on. If if Jess, if people want to want to get more of your opinions on everything else on the internet, where where can they <laughs> I'm find not you? Sure,
1: that's a good idea. But um, I'm at hello Jess on Twitter and at hello Jess four on Instagram.
0: Excellent stuff. Um, we are at episode underscore party on Twitter and episode dot party on the internet. Um, thanks very much for listening. Thanks, Jack. Thank you very much. Um, thanks, Jess. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. Thanks. <coughs>